interpretations, different styles, different mediums. But she comes up often. She represents the great beauty and joy of motherhood and also the vitality of new life. Of course, this Madonna is actually Our Lady. That you see this beautiful depiction of Our Lady throughout many art mediums. We see it here even projected on these projectors. There's many different interpretations of Our Lady with Jesus, but they all point to that beautiful reality of Mary's motherhood of our Savior. And it's that which we celebrate today. The first day of the new year, we celebrate the motherhood of Mary. And you may be tempted to ask, well, what is the point? What's the big deal with Mary? Why celebrate this specific, very specific aspect of Mary and have this primary importance as a holy day of obligation when it's not on a Sunday? And the first day we celebrate, the first feast we celebrate in the new year. It's a question I've been asked before as a priest, especially with some of my uh, Protestant brothers and sisters who have wondered, yeah, what's the deal with Mary? I don't really get it. Seems like you guys worship Mary. Why do you elevate Mary to such a high status? Something to wonder about, too. I think we become very familiar. It's like, well, what is the big deal with Mary? Why is she so important? We have a very strong devotion to Our Lady as Catholics. We pray the rosary for her intercession. We have many apparitions that draw us into devotion throughout history, wherein Mary points us to Jesus, redirects us almost like a prophet to our Lord. Then ask again, what is the big deal with Mary? And it's that which we celebrate today, which is so important. That Mary is the mother of God. Mary has many other titles, Queen of Peace, Star of the Sea. But it is this specific title that recognizes who she is. Who she was called to be, who she said yes to being, and who she continues to be in faith. And that is what we know in Greek, the Theotokos, the mother of God, that she actually bore God in her womb. And this reveals the deeper joy and reality of what we celebrate in this time of Christmas, which is the incarnation. That God sent his only son into time and space to take on our sinful nature. He entered into the muck, the mess, the darkness of the world, and truly took on our nature. He didn't take on sin, but he took on our human nature truly in the flesh. That if you study the history of our understanding and kind of are fighting over the true doctrine and understanding of Christ's nature, you'll see that to understand Christ, we must understand Our Lady. And to understand Mary, you must understand Jesus. That through Mary, we come to understand who the Lord truly is as the Savior, as the Son of God. That he's not a meat puppet. He's not um, uh, some appearance of our Lord or a higher creature who isn't God. But he is God made flesh, the Word made flesh, taking on our true nature. Who was in Our Lady's womb for nine months and then was given birth, or was birthed by Our Lady. That's the miraculous joy we celebrate in the Incarnation, in the Nativity, but also the reality of Our Lady's mothership here and now. And that Mary has a very unique relationship with our Lord, greater than any other any other saints or angels, that she bore our Lord in her womb. That is an incredible reality, an incredible joy. It is Our Lady who was the first disciple, Our Lady who raised our Lord in Nazareth, 
Our Lady, who experienced many joys and sufferings, but maintained that gift of faith throughout her life, and even now directs us to a closer relationship with our Lord. As we hear from Paul in the second letter, God sent his Son, born of a woman, truly born of Our Lady. And it is for that reason that we celebrate today. Today we celebrate Our Lady's motherhood, and really also Our Lady's motherhood of us. That just as Our Lady is the mother of Jesus, that Mary is the mother of Jesus, she is also our mother. That through our baptism we take on a new personhood, a new identity. We are changed from the old man or woman into the new man or woman in Christ. That we are Christians, that we are elevated from where we were now to being beloved sons and daughters of God, adopted through our Lord redeeming us in the flesh. And with that also, as we are made beloved sons and daughters of God, as we have access to the Father's heart, we are also under the mantle and protection of Our Lady, that Mary is our mama, that we can go to Mary with all kinds of struggles and difficulties and situations, that we can look to Our Lady to draw us into a deeper, closer relationship with her son, we have this very beautiful image of um, Jesus giving his mother to the disciple John in the Gospel of John at the foot of the cross, and then John to Our Lady, saying, Behold your mother. And that is what we say today, Behold your mother. That as Mary is a mother of Jesus, she is also our mother in faith and mother of the church. We call Mary, one of the titles we have for her is the Mediatrix, which is kind of a fun uh, word and a very very, um, very fancy word for someone who mediates on our behalf, that she mediates grace to us, God's grace. And to be clear, we don't worship Mary. Mary doesn't generate grace, but as she is blessed as the mother of God, she is our greatest intercessor, that she can mediate grace to us. That's why we pray the rosary. That's why we pray to Our Lady, not to her directly, but to her in that we ask her to pray for us. It's like when you get a scraped knee, you go to mom. You need a loan, you go to mom. You're having a tough time and you're crying, you go to mom. That is how we approach Our Lady. We see this beautifully in the uh, wedding at Cana, the first miracle of our Lord in his public ministry when they ran out of wine and the feast was ruined. You can imagine that they started to panic, the bride and the groom. Families probably got together and tried to scrounge up, well, where can we get some wine? We need the good wine. This is the wedding feast. This is the most important part. And then none of them went to Jesus. None of them knew to go to Jesus. Unfortunately, sometimes we actually do the same where when something's going wrong, when we're having a tough time, or we don't know what's happening, when we're in uh, physical, emotional um, pain, that we don't go straight to Jesus, unfortunately. But Our Lady knew to go to Jesus. She went to Jesus and said, please do something. And he did. He restored that joy that had been lost in the sorrow of the vacant wine jars. That if somebody had known that Jesus would be able to transform the water into wine, they would have asked, but they didn't know to. And here Our Lady is interceding on behalf of the bride and the groom and bringing back this gift of joy. That is what she does for us as well. That I encourage us, especially as we are struggling, we don't need to know exactly what we need, but to entrust our hearts and our struggles to Our Lady. That, that she may pass them on to our Lord, and then in return, deliver us, mediate that gift of grace, that gift of peace, that gift of love, and that gift of healing.
I think it's interesting, too, that this is the first day of the new year. We are now in January. Many people don't realize this, but most of our months and most of our weekdays are named after uh, pagan gods. So we have for January, it comes from the Roman god, the Roman pagan god, uh, Janus, or Januarius, which was the god of opening doors, or doors. So as we close the door on the, the old year, we now enter into the new year. It's a very profound image, and it's nice, but we're Roman Catholics, not Roman pagans. So instead of Januarius welcoming us into the new year, we have Our Lady who acts as that door into a deeper and more profound relationship with our Lord. So I really do encourage us, especially as we come to celebrate this new year, as we come before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, that we actually ask for Our Lady's intercession, that we allow her to be the doorway into a deeper devotion to our Lord, that as we pass through this doorway, she may guide us closer to the manger, invite us into that joy of the Incarnation, that she, at the foot of the cross, may invite us to unite our pains and our struggles and our sufferings to the cross, that they may die on the cross with our Lord, that she may invite us into the empty tomb to see that our Lord has been resurrected, has resurrected, and that we have this great joy and this hope in his resurrection. And as she was in the upper room, she invites us to live in that gift of the Holy Spirit that we have received in our baptism. In doing so, in particular, as it is a new year, there are New Year's resolutions, uh, maybe one you can tack on, I think, which would be very profound and helpful to that growth and that devotion to our Lord, is asking Our Lady for a particular devotional growth in our relationship with the Eucharist. That we gather here every time at Mass to celebrate the living God made present here on the altar. And Our Lady knows better than anyone else what that means. That she has this profound experience of knowing the, Lord, the Lord's presence and having that gift of faith, seeing with those eyes of faith. Oftentimes, when we come to Mass, we see with profound, or, um, uh, mundane um, eyes of expectation of, oh, well, what will Father say in the homily? Or what will happen at the Mass? Or will the music be good? Or will the flowers be beautiful? We can get distracted from what we are here to see, to experience, and to participate in, which is the incarnation of our Lord. And there's no one better to assist us to recognize the gift of the Eucharist, to see with eyes and faith than Our Lady. So that's my challenge to you, not really a challenge, more of a suggestion, to really um, invite Our Lady into your hearts, that she may intercede on your behalf and draw you closer to our Lord at the manger, at the cross, at the empty tomb, but most especially at the altar as we come to celebrate and recognize the great gift and joy of our Lord's incarnation, the great gift of the Eucharist, that we may receive the Eucharist and be nourished by him and strengthened by our Lord's grace. Amen.